0: Before King of the Monsters, and before Kong Skull Island, there was the mystery of Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Part one.
1: Watch four episodes, Eric.
0: You're I've falling behind
1: three. with
0: three. <laughs> <laughs> but we are getting there. We plan on reviewing, this is our part one. We are only going to do two parts. So we will wait until all 10 episodes are, are out and complete until we do our entire review. But we thought it was a good idea to go ahead and, and kind of get some initial impressions after these first couple episodes here. Uh, of Monarch Legacy of Monsters So welcome back to the Monsters vs. Men podcast This is the Bargain Basement of the Monster Podcasting Airwaves where two friends Try to stay alive and stay connected By chatting about monster movies and more This week we do have part one Of our Monarch Legacy of Monsters Review which is really Episodes 1 through 3 and Alex May have some vague mentions of episode 4 <laughs>
1: That's right That's right <laughs> Oh, so I mean, It's, it's yeah. a good time To be a Godzilla fan
0: it is. It is. I mean, we had minus one last week. We've got Monarch Legacy of Monsters this week. We also, in our upcoming Monsters vs Men conversations, we'll be talking about the new Godzilla vs Kong. What's What's the no, Godzilla X Kong? Godzilla X Kong. What's the <laughs> title? What's the
1: uh, the new empire, I think. New empire. Or like
0: that. We will talk about our f- first impressions of that trailer that was just released with the pink Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's coming up, and of course this month we've got our Christmas special in the works as well. So exciting stuff ahead as we enter into the new year. Mm. Good, it's
1: Good. It's gonna be. It's gonna be good, a good time. I can't wait to talk about the the trailer with you because we haven't really talked about it.
0: We haven't, so we will. It'll be a good conversation when we do. Let's jump into Monarch Legacy of Monsters though, shall we?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely a lot to get into.
0: As a show spanning decades, Monarch Legacy of Monsters has the monumental task of trying to build some bridges between the monster monsterverse movies so far, stretching back to the '50s. Monarch provides pieces of a puzzle that both fit together to form a show and fit within the larger shared universe. But do these pieces work together as a show thus far, Alex? How have the first three episodes come together for you?
1: Yeah, uh, for me, I've been really impressed with the show and how it all comes together. It's kind of, it's kind of exactly what I wanted uh, Mm. in a lot of ways. I, I'm glad the focus isn't Godzilla, at least yet. I'm okay if he becomes a focus later on. I mean, we wouldn't have this, uh, the MonsterVerse without him. But Mm -hmm. I like that we've gotten to focus so much on other things. And then they just kind of, they drip in a little bit of Godzilla in that third episode, right? And we get to see how affected by the radiation he really is. Because he's so tiny. Mm. Compared to his gigantuan, that gargantuan, I almost combined giant and gargantuan together. Mm-hmm. His giantuan self. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, I think it's I think it's really cool what it's doing with its world. I, I think it was very wise of the show. I, I didn't know how I felt about it at first, because depending on how it delivers because uh, other shows have done things like this where they, they show the death of a character, right? Mm-hmm. And then they go back. Yeah. And it's... Whenever that happens... Eh, I wouldn't say it's a bad taste in my mouth, but I'm like immediately skeptical when they try to do something like that.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, you've ruined the shock and awe of that moment because I don't really care about this character right now. Yeah. Um, And so... Like... Let's see what you do with this I find most of the time um, Shows and movies can't quite deliver On um, doing that That being said though You're uh,
0: talking about Dr. Mura's death, right? Yes,
1: Dr. Uh Mura's And I will say The show has made me care about that character Pretty well To where I'm kind of dreading When we get to that moment again Um, Or I'm wondering how that moment resolves Yes, there's also that question as well. Um, And and maybe it doesn't, and that would be fine, I think. Uh, I think we have enough pieces to put a lot of it together. I would like a little extra, but I'm very pleased with how they've done those characters so far. Um, Especially uh, Dr. her little partner. uh, What's his name? I'm looking right now. I just know the actor Anders, um, Bill Randa. Yeah. Um, seeing Bill, Bill Randa in this is, I, I'm pleased that I can get over the fact that he's Anders from Workaholics. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think it's a testament to the show that it's made me shed Uh some of that, uh, that, that it's, it's, yeah. it's let him shed that I persona in my in mind. Show, so. Dude, that's all I think about when I see him. But, I, but the, yeah. the, the, the show's effectively making me forget about that, which I really like. And so I, I like that we're getting to know these characters and they're really becoming so fleshed out that uh, I am concerned about what happens to them in the future, even though mm-hmm. I already kind of know. Mm-hmm. And it's these moments that I think are like giving the tragedy some weight, all their interactions together, her care for the science, you know, that very Serizawa vibe, right? We need to study it. (laughs) Yep. She she is the (laughs) Serizawa. Definitely. Do we have a severe lack of Godzilla for the Godzilla fans? Yes. But I think all these other monsters are so cool and intimidating on their own. I
0: can't wait to see more of them. Yes. Well, what about you? Um, no, I, I. Um, it's interesting, Alex. I think part of the intrigue isn't necessarily for me what happens to these characters because anytime you have a show that's spanning decades, um, you know what happens to these characters. But it's more of the mystery surrounding these characters that, that keep me intrigued, right? Now, we talked several weeks back about which we're looking forward to more, Minus One or Monarch, and honestly, Ooh. based off the first trailers of each, I was more impressed with Monarch Legacy of Monsters. <laughs> now, I don't know, the end product, maybe not as much. Um, but <laughs> minus but one's a hard a high, bar to clear. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> high bar to clear. And I would tell you that based off my expectations, this show has not disappointed. In fact, mm-hmm. if it keeps doing what it's doing, I think it will be the best entry of the MonsterVerse. No real question for me. Um, You know, like as a TV series, just thinking and kind of reflecting about something like this, something like the MonsterVerse and TV versus movies, there's just a lot more flexibility in a TV series, which allows it to do what would be impossible to do in films. Um, And all of the MonsterVerse films are, are kind of... Limited, in a sense, by their constraints. They're limited by time constraints. And so the directors of these blockbuster b- style movies, they're limited because they have to serve too many audiences. You know They have to serve mm-hmm. um, the, the corporate uh, audience, um, studio executives. They have to serve the general movie-going audience. They're trying to serve the die-hard fan a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, because you're trying to do so many things, you're trying to add some action, some comedy, um, some character development into a two hour runtime. Um, you can get, maybe get a little extra time if you're especially epic and, and especially noteworthy, mm-hmm. uh, but you'll probably get complained about if it's too <laughs> long, right? You're, there's so many expectations in a movie. With a TV series, it's okay to have a five minute conversation in a car or on a plane that helps us subtly build our characters and flesh them out and make them into real people. It's okay to have those moments in the midst of an episode um, because it is a TV series. And we know that the build is going to be slower. It can be just as engaging, just as interesting, mm. but the humor can feel more earned because we know the characters. So it's not as much built on one liners, right? Mm-hmm. In a drama series like this. And the characters can feel fully fleshed out so there's just more weight to those characters whenever they encounter something dangerous mm,
1: yeah I, I agree with a lot of that i don't know if this will be able to surpass kong skull island in my mind or but that being said though it, it, it's really high up there and it definitely has the potential to do so i mean I really do care about these characters quite a bit like I did for our Skull Island characters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I I'm with you right there about the TV format. I think in general, even though we have a podcast based around movies, I think in <laughs> general the TV format just works better for me. Mm. Um in most fiction, I just I appreciate the added depth in a lot of it. Now, the best movies the best movies are able yes. to work that two hour runtime uh to like a, a, a perfection to a mm-hmm. point to where it is above you know any tv show so there's yep. there's there's definitely pros and cons to the formatting that being said i think the MonsterVerse really works with this formatting uh, we've got our big action set pieces with our other movies. But we need a little humanity in there with what we're getting probably with next year's movie and uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. So I think this is really interesting. I like how they're tying all these little threads together while also not being heavy handed about it, right? Mm-hmm. This is a show that I really do genuinely believe someone could go watch without seeing the rest of it. I agree. Yeah. Which is really cool. Um, and pretty impressive. And I, I I think what's so cool about it is... Like, like I'm watching it with CC, And yes, she's seen all the MonsterVerse movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but she hasn't, you know, dug down into the details like we have. Or watched them multiple times. Mm-hmm. Or probably even remember half of them. Right. Um, but she's really enjoying the show as well. Mm. And I, I think that's a testament to how impressively done this show is. Um, it's just a lot of, a lot of it's done, and the whole show is done with a lot of care. This this Apple TV budget has really done the show a lot of favors. Only a few bits of iffy CGI, but overall, impressive Mm -hmm. sets, impressive everything. Like, the, the production here is phenomenal. It's why that, not to be an advertisement for Apple TV, but that, uh... That platform is quickly becoming one of my favorites because I'm blown away by how much care is put into their shows. Um, and I think that care for the TV show really comes a lot from uh, the, the showrunners here. One of them is Matt Fraction. Now, you're probably not too, f- too familiar with Matt Fraction, uh, Eric, but he's a big comic book writer. Hmm. And he writes really great comics um, hmm. most of the time. Like any, like any writer in comics, they have their ups and downs, but Fraction was a especially notable, uh, writer. Now I've fallen off comics. I don't know if he still is even writing, but he's, I, I could tell like he has experience with taking a franchise that's not his and turning it into his own project. Hmm. And that's what I'm seeing here. And and he takes the ties from the from it's all of its history and effort, effortlessly weaves it into here. I'm I'm just again I'm blown away by how this show has continually built its characters and made everything feel pretty important while not losing anything. Now, like even the character that I really liked and he died in one episode, like they made me care about. Um, du uh, Duho, who is the pilot in episode three, mm. I was so sad to see him go. He was so likable. I thought he's going to stick around at least for a little while, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's a testament to the show for making me care about all the characters. Now, the only I would say the only downside here for me, Eric, and I think this may come to a head for you more in episode four. The only character I do not like, and they grate on me, mm-hmm. is May. Um, mm. That's she just whines too much. She's just so negative. Like, I feel like she doesn't belong in the show in some ways mm-hmm. uh, while I'm watching her. I'm like, everybody else feels more dialed back, except yeah. for maybe Kurt Russell. He's kind of dialed up just a little bit, but not too much, right? <laughs> okay. It's not in that cheesecake territory, but it's like this guy, like, he's just happy to get out of the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but But May is just like this incessant complainer. mm mm. With what I feel like is probably not very good reason um, to be the way that she is. Now, maybe we'll find out more about her background and that she deserves to hate everybody and just have this chip on her (laughs) shoulder. I kind of doubt we will. Um, Whereas I'm really intrigued by a mystery that I did not expect here. I am going on a little long, so I'm going to switch it over to you in just a second. But I am enjoying this little mystery with... Uh Kate and Kentaro and their dad. And yes. how that's going to work. I cannot believe I didn't expect this show to give me a mystery like that that I am actively invested in and just very
0: surprised by. For sure. Yeah. Well, I'll get to the humans in just a second, Alex, but I also just want to take a second and say I've enjoyed the monsters we've seen so far from mm. that opening scene. Uh, with the granddaddy long legs monster. Yeah. <laughs> to... so a nice little
1: callback to Skull Island. You remember when that yeah. thing put its leg through someone's
0: face? <laughs> Indeed. Uh, to the alien face giant snow monsters we see at the end oh, of it's the so episode cool. three. <laughs> They're each interesting in their own way. A standout moment to me is in that old ship. Um, uh... <laughs> this is really cool. Whenever. Um, you get the claw punching through the side, um, mm-hmm. right before Lee comes back. Um, it's awesome. The monster, uh, that monster, re- actually reminded me more of Gamera's gyros than anything else. But it you was mean, pretty Gals. awesome. Gauss, yeah, yeah, not gyros.
1: Gyros is a sandwich <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or uh, Mediterranean food, whatever. Gauss. Uh,
0: Why does it say Giro- G- Gauss? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, but yeah, I mean, he definitely has a design that looks uh, a lot like Gauss. Um, and from what I understand, I think we may see a little bit more of that monster, which is cool. I I appreciate the feeling of the one and done nature of the monsters, but mm-hmm. I do want to just a little more of them. Um, you will in the next episode, Eric, obviously, you're going to get some more of this mole freezing monster, right? Mm-hmm. I like that it has that... uh that mole nose that's, like, really yeah. otherworldly looking. Um, it's just so cool. Again, I love that we're focusing on these other monsters, so I, I can't wait to uh, to see a, a bit more of them.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah, and to get back to the humans, I definitely want to know more about the father character who has lived two lives, right? Uh, I want to know more about this relationship between Lee Kiko, and Rhonda, which just seemingly scratches the surface at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, relation, the way that these relationships have just been folded out so far uh, has worked for me, even if a few of the connections are a bit of a stretch. Um, one gripe that I, I might have at this point is that we don't have a real villain. Tim is, is just Tim. Tim. but we're not intimidated by him at this point. And he's the type of character that will probably turn out to be a good guy who just goes about things in the wrong way by the end of the show. Um, (laughs) and you know, it's fine if the series doesn't have a true villain, but we definitely need a force that is actively working against our protagonist to add to their motivation. Um, aka an antagonist. <laughs> uh and yes, I mean Monsters can serve as that and the mystery can serve as that. But at some point I think there there has to be something else that steps in that that maybe raises those stakes in in a in a show like this.
1: Yeah. I think I think you've really hit the nail on the head with that. I am waiting for that mystery to reveal itself the who is the big bad if there is one and if mm-hmm. there isn't man that mystery about your dad better be compelling and it better have quite the finale mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. to make all of this worth it uh, i i do i will there what i do appreciate is that there's a clear direction yeah. but i am concerned that that direction does not clearly have a bag a antagonist in the way other than a monster popping up during our story. Mm-hmm. Um I'm hoping the re- the dad reveal plays into something really cool. Um yeah, me too. and not that it, oh, dad's just alive, but it's like oh dad's alive and a supervillain or dad's <laughs> alive and xyz. Uh yeah, right. I need some strings attached to dad and I know there's going to be. I I think that it has to be. Uh, that'd be kind of silly for it to not play out that way, but uh I'm I'm very invested to see where this is going. I will say 10 episodes seems like a lot from here. I used to have 7 episodes. I got 6 left. Yeah. Um but even the 6 episodes I'm like what are you going to do?
0: Mhm. I agree.
1: And that's okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh lastly before we move into our awards you mentioned it before but um yeah, I appreciate the cinematic quality of this show. Uh this isn't the CW. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Each episode honestly feels like a monsterverse movie. Um, which yeah. is a testament to uh just the production value that Apple TV is putting into this thing. So, um that's awesome.
1: Mm. I love the uh the the evacuation scene in Tokyo. Uh, where they're all having to go do a test drill for a Godzilla sighting?
0: Or oh, a- that's awesome! Yeah, it's a great, great moment. It's so sure.
1: cool. There's all these really awesome world building moments, yeah. throughout the film that I'm really appreciating. Now we're we're out in the middle of nowhere right now in mm-hmm. the show, so I'm hoping we kind of get back to some of that. Me too. Me too. Um, but I'm I'm interested to see to where where it.
0: Yeah, because
1: all the locations we go because we've traveled a lot of places so far.
0: We have, we have, and so that's just kind of getting a behind-the-scenes look of society after Godzilla 2014, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So it's that that's a it's an interesting perspective that we just haven't seen in the monsterverse so far. But I like that we went there, uh, and I want more of that. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's that's uh, same for me.
0: All right, man. Let's get into our awards. Compelling character award. Who you got?
1: Yeah, my compelling character is going to be uh, Kate Randa. I, I, I'm not saying that I absolutely love this character. Mm-hmm. I do like her though. But what I, but what I like is about this character is the, the tethers really to 2014. Right. That's a really dark scene that we see of her past. Right. For Where sure. That, that she saves a few kids, but she sees all of them plunge to their deaths. Uh-huh. Pretty dark stuff. Uh, I, I also like seeing that other side of, yeah, Godzilla probably saved the world, but recognizing some of the destruction that it caused. Uh-huh. Now, that may not have happened if he hadn't been shot with missiles while going to San Francisco, but it's kind of hard to say. <laughs> mm. Um,. And so I like seeing her character recoiling that, especially during the first episode. I hope we get back to that as the show goes on and we encounter more monsters. Because right now it kind of feels like we've left some of that behind. But she also hasn't run up against these things yet, except for the, just in this third episode, the ice monster.
0: Mm. Yeah. Uh, For me, my compelling character is Lee Shaw. Yeah. Yeah. I just think there's something... His story has the most left to unfold, and so that's what makes him compelling to me. Um, What is his relationship to um, Dr. Mura? What is his relationship to the other characters, potentially? What if he turns into the big bad? (laughs) Um, There's there's possibilities. Uh, Why is he not as old as he should be. Um, there are, right? Like, he is not as old as he should be. Um, so, why? There are so many questions that have been left unanswered about him. So, I, I am very curious to see what happens with Lee Shaw uh, and the rest of the series. Yeah, yeah.
1: He's, it, it, and it's so cool that they got the Wyatt Russell and Kurt Russell to play the same character. That's
0: kind of cool. Uh, it's awesome, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Which I'll come back to in a second. But okay, <laughs> uh, let's go to most memorable line award, uh, which for me is Lee Shaw uh, when when he says, uh, and this is not Kurt Russell, it's Wyatt Russell, and it is with all due respect, sir, a creature like this, as big as this, is an existential threat to global security. Um, That's just an epic line. So, (laughs) I really like that. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, What about your Can't Believe That Acting Award?
1: um, Yeah, my Can't Believe That Acting Award is going to go to... uh, You know what? I I gave him a little bit of a shout-out earlier. I'm going to give Anders home as Bill Randa. So glad uh, that he has been able to sell this role of his to me because... Just one of those people where I've only really seen him in one thing. And he is such a defined personality <laughs> in mm-hmm. that thing. I didn't know if I'd be able to like believe he is this character. And he has completely sold it. And he's shown me that he's actually got some pretty decent acting chops as well.
0: For sure. For sure. Um, I chose Mari Yamamoto as Kiko. Um, she's very subtle in her performance, which I like. Um, but she's also strong. Uh, she has that, that element of mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, she was very close in my compelling character award because I'm curious what happens to her in the rest of her story. Um, because there's, there's more there as well than meets the eye. Um, she definitely has that vibe, uh, that you, you mentioned, um, where she has that empathy for the monster or and that love for, for science and exploration where mm-hmm. she wants to know more. So I, I'm curious about her. Mm. Yeah. Um, Eric, what about your, that, the Oh, That's a Good Shot award? Well, you mentioned something just a second ago, Alex, the Kurt Russell, Wyatt Russell connection. And so my Oh, That's a Good Shot award is that transition shot? it might be an episode 2 where it goes from old mm-hmm. Kurt Russell or old Lee Shaw to yes. young Lee Shaw and it's the exact same framing <laughs> and it looks dead on like the same character but older and it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> very cool the benefit of uh,
1: looking like your dad <laughs> yeah oh yeah oh yeah for sure oh what about um, you yeah, for me I think mine was the I'm going to go with the uh, the school like the the school bus shot, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like I, it just sets the tone for that that first episode. It's like, you know, that whole scene happens and it's it's dark and it just kind of like fades into the it fades into the clouds uh, below and it's just that <laughs> that moment where you just like sit there and you go, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you definitely if if this comes back up and I believe it should, but if 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 Kate has some problem a beef with a Godzilla, um, I, let's just say I'm buying this more than I did uh, Madison's mom in King of the Monsters. Mm, there you <laughs> go. because <laughs> I, I got to see it right. I got to yeah,
0: actually. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Yeah. Valid, way to make valid. an impact <laughs> um, what about they went there award Our unique award <laughs> that was yeah. for me it's the they went there award and uh, that is the bus scene <laughs> uh, that you were just mentioning oh yeah yeah it, that, in that scene this show has done something that the monsterverse has never done before Ooh. which is go there <laughs> right <laughs> right you remember I may or may not have went on a it was either in the actual Godzilla 2014 episode or the scrubbed Godzilla 2014 episode Alex yeah where I might have went on a mini rant about how they didn't kill the dog or something like that. yeah you're you're upset about <laughs> something like that it was like why like like why are you softening this blow uh, but they are not softening the blow. Here um, in that scene, and it's like uh, I can appreciate that for just having the the guts to do it. So, um, and I think it has an emotional impact, uh, and it, it's it's important for the show as a whole. I do believe. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it sets the stage that first episode that it's willing to do all these. It's willing to kill people. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Explicitly kill people. Um, we see that with Dr. Mira. We see that with the, with that opening scene with the school bus. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm ready for it to start living up to that promise. Uh, as mm-hmm. the show starts going on a little bit deeper and things get a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping it can kind of keep that up a little bit. Yeah. You don't have to kill all of our main characters or anything like that. But... You know, let's keep those stakes high. Let's feel that tension. <laughs> the sequences are supposed to be tense. For sure. For, um, sure. for my unique award, um, I had the most creative monster award. And while I love Gauss, and I love little tiny Godzilla, mm-hmm. and the spider, um, really the, the thing that... I was so happy to see was this mole monster. It's in episodes three and four, mm-hmm. this icy mole. Uh, I love the inspiration for the nose of it. I love just the general design and it's seeming attraction to heat. It seems like a really, I I'm appreciating that they're getting to flex their creative muscles here. And we're getting to see something more than Toho monsters And we're getting to see something more than, um, like, the Mutos uh, from Mm -hmm. Godzilla 2014, right? These are more defined than those. For sure. In ways that make them memorable in a lot of ways. And while we did get brief, like, a couple second clips in some of the other MonsterVerse movies of other monsters, right? You see them attacking around the world. We didn't get any time with them. We didn't get, we didn't even know what kind of attacks they had right mm-hmm. we just knew they came out of the earth and they destroyed some stuff yeah so to see this this weird gauss looking creature that is somehow freezing everything in time with its like has some sort of cocooning process I guess <laughs> mm-hmm. for its victims to see that to see this monster that just wants to go off of heat so it's kind of like uh, tremors but it's just going after heat it's like a predator um, <laughs> uh, it's really cool. And I'm hoping we get at least like three more monsters, um, that are
0: unique to the show. Yeah, that'd be great. We'll see. I'm not sure how many more we'll get, but three would be great. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's okay if we, we, we do something else like, uh, I mean, I know Godzilla's going to have a bigger presence. You know, Hopefully. it Hopefully. seems like yeah. there's probably a. I don't know if that's Ghidorah or what that is in Alaska mm. that's shining so bright that they're going to go investigate. So, you know, we've got some more mysteries
0: left. I can't wait to see. For sure. For sure. Um, all right, man. Uh, we won't do real final thoughts here, but uh, midway thoughts, since we're only a couple mm. episodes in, I'll tell you this that, uh, like, this will, it's, it's heading towards a Godzilla uh, rating. For me, Um, it has a potential not to get there if it does a couple things wrong, but it's heading in that direction. I'm looking forward to seeing what's to come.
1: Yeah, same here, same here. It's heading towards Godzilla territory for me. Um, Really, it's like you said, it's the execution of the mystery, the execution Mm -hmm. of bringing a villain to the forefront. Um, It's really going to... Probably what makes or breaks it from a Godzilla tier for me. Also, the reliance of whether this is going to be a multi-season TV show. I haven't looked into whether this is just they said it's one season. Yeah. Or not. Um, Mm. I think that might play a factor, too. Um, I'm hoping... I don't know. I always want more of this, but then I also like a contained story. So, I'm a little split on whether I want one season or two.
0: Yeah. I mean... It might be exciting to say, like, this is a contained story, but, like, um, there's, like, a different Monarch story to be told. Yeah. Or something along those lines. You know, this Monarch legacy of monsters, maybe there's a Monarch something, different subtitle, you know? Yeah. Um, That would be cool. That'd be awesome. That's a great... Yeah. Yeah. We should be making this show. (laughs) As always. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Monsters vs. Men. You can find the archive of past episodes and connect with us on our website, nvmpod.com, or follow us and message us on Twitter and Instagram at nvmpod. You can put on a bargain basement at patreon.com forward slash nvmpod and receive regular bonus content. Monsters vs. Men is produced by Alex Cornette. Executive producers are Kevin Alexander, Faye Basier, Christopher Clavero, and John Freeman. Special so thanks to our wives, comma rock band for PlayStation 3, which formed Subblock B. Louis Loops and your Honda Drew the Collector Instagram connector and you the listener is listening for listening (laughs) until next time don't get back in the plane (laughs) and try Try
1: to stay alive You know, as soon as I said that, I was like, you know what? The show is keeping up the the trend of killing off people.